Welcome, my name is Guadalupe Castillo-Brown and I am hosting here My Sunshine Kids, a new audio book collection of short stories that I have written throughout my life, as well as information for caregivers um, related to my work in trauma-informed yoga for children so stay tuned for some exercises short stories and conversations have a wonderful day thank you so much for joining me i'm going to start out with a poem by emily dickinson this is one of my favorite poems and an inspiration for my next short story hope hope is the thing with feathers that purchase in the soul and sings a tune without the words and never stops at all. And sweetest in the gale is heard, a sore must be the storm that could abash the little bird that kept so many warm. I've heard it in the chillest land and on the strangest sea, yet never an extremity, it asked a crumb of me. Copyright Emily Dickinson. I'm dedicating these short stories to my father, Ricardo Castillo, and my mother, Maria Castillo, who've taught me that family is the best part of any story. Hope, copyright Guadalupe Castillo, 2011. The flames grew in excitement for the lion they admired was planning a visit. The entire world shifted once the news had spread. The oceans crashed up to the mountains to let them know, and the mountains began to move, leaving the flames exposed. The night sky was slowly changing from its sage green color to a clear blue sky as morning fast approached. Then the night turned a warm shade of aquamarine. The trees knew the lion was on his way, and the rocks began to roll. They arranged themselves in piles, for they wanted to be a part of the lion's next masterpiece. The cornfields arranged themselves into a design of welcome, a great sun with a beak. The fish made, made themselves available. They were willing to sacrifice their lives to give the lion the strength it needed, and the flames prepared themselves to cook the fish with their most powerful yet gentle flames. Though the lion had lived here for many years, and the land had still missed him, it did not remember his changes throughout the years. It always kept its memories of him as a child. The land remembered his flowing laugh and fast-paced steps before his long adventures. It remembered the rolling ball upon it, always a few steps ahead of him. It remembered the mangoes and avocados leaving its surface to the hands of the lion and the sweet scent of love in every bit of life that surrounded the land, much of which still surrounds it today. The most vivid, however, were the memories of him rolling around into the dirt and dreaming about the great world on the other side. The other side was the lion's new home where he lived with his wife, two daughters, and four sons. On the other side, he worked to make others happy and to give his children a better life. When the lion moved, he left his family behind. The lion remembered this family and held its memories. 
I remembered the dear little home Magdalena and the sweet loving stories Jerome would share. A tree like the rest, but this tree had character. He recognized the people that crossed his way and he knew the stories of those who had inhabited the little home that sat in front of him. Jerome was his name and the house was named Magdalena. There were a sweet pair, these two, one with a brown trunk filled with red stained wood and memories of hundreds of years and the other warm yellow home filled with the spirit of love and decorated with glass overlooking the patio where many memories had been made. Recently, Jerome had received some injuries it seemed that those who lived in Sweet Magdalena did not want his arms stretched across the patio and had their way by cutting them off. He did not understand their actions. There were many other trees surrounding the patio, but it were his that were removed. The action seemed unfair. He was the one rooted in the lonely corner, protecting the home from the rolls, from the carts rolling down the hill. He was the guide who held the lantern for those arriving late at night. He was the keeper of spirits who reminded the family of their ancestors, and most importantly, he was one with the red-stained wood that could not be found in any other tree on the land. The other trees had only sour mangoes or oversized avocados. They held no memories. They dropped them every time they dropped their seeds. The chickens pecked at their droppings and then left them to the rest of nature and to the hollow earth that waited until dark to swallow the remnants of the memories embedded in the fruit. Further down, there were the citrus trees. They were filled with memories of the water creeping up to meet the wall that sat behind them and then retreating back, leaving a small beach. They had no room for memories of the family that slithered through them to reach the water. Jerome, for that reason, was the only one who remembered the lion and who dreamed of keeping his memories alive. The removal of his arms caused for the removal of some valuable memories, but that did not stop him from believing that one day he would have all of these memories back. He wanted to be able to share them with the future generations of children that chose to live in Magdalena. Whether he is a part of the support keeping Magdalena alive or used to create a bench or a boat that carried the family's history, he was committed to helping keep the family's stories alive. The bluebird fluttered across the sky, dreaming of the lion, which it had encountered at the crossing. It could not manage to shake its curiosity about the lion's sparkling mane and the melody that surrounded it. It was a tune too intense to be remembered by anything else than the heart. She felt as if she had heard the tune a hundred times, yet her ears felt as if this tune was made up of new vibrations, which it had never experienced before. It was a combination of the grass growing and the waves crashing. She heard a hint of leaves falling to the floor. She heard the splatter of raindrops at the cooling of a bird. She heard the footsteps of an elephant and the turning of a sunflower. However, she also heard something else. It was like the flapping of her wings, but they seemed to be at a much more rapid pace, one which she could never reach.
It was like those of a hummingbird with the speed of lightning. She heard the footsteps of a cow, the ribbit of a frog, the molting of a peacock, and the racing of a rabbit. She knew she had heard all of these things before. They were all a part of this beautiful thing called life. But the tune they created together was unimaginable. She was trying to wrap her mind around it when an image flashed into her head. It was a surprising image, one that meant nothing to her, yet made her even more curious than the tune. She had never seen this place before in her life, but in a way, it felt familiar. There was a yellow wall. It looked lost in the middle of trees. There was water to the left. The yellow wall reminded her of the lion's mane. It shone bright in the new sunlight, and the memory brought back the tune. Her heart told her there was more in the tune that she had not heard. She thought about it as she flew across an orchard and encountered the scent of oranges. As she inhaled the sweet smell, she experienced another image. The yellow wall now had windows and the water was on the right. She thought it was another side of the same home and began to wonder why she would be having these strange images going through her head. She continued her route north and thought about the lion's mane. She was thinking of the red strands of hair she had seen in his mane when she was presented with a new image. It was a fallen tree with red stained wood and what looked like tears rolling down its trunk. She knew this tree. She had seen it in her dreams before. She could never forget this tree because he had shown her his memories when she had perched on its long arms. She yearned to find the tree again now, seeing its sad being. She wanted to help Jerome because she knew it needed it and he had helped her in her dreams. The bluebird continued north under the warm sun and once again saw an image almost the same as the previous one, but this one reminded her of the lion. There was a new addition, a man standing by one of the surrounding trees. He looked to be middle-aged with mildly wrinkled skin and stained hands, as well as a surprisingly lively smile. The bird knew the man's spirit from the memories that Jerome had shared with her. She did not recognize his features, though she had remembered his spirit belonged to the lion. The sun rose against a dark sky and the cows died. The trees felt it coming, the temperature changed. They knew the season, but did not know if it could be it yet. The trees still did not have the energy needed to move their trunks across the river. The river had grown drastically this year and would continue to grow until the sun came out and soaked up all the water from the southern lands. All of the birds had already made their move. They flew north once they sensed the lion was leaving, and the trees knew their time would soon come. The cows, however, had no knowledge of the lion's movement, and so they stood still in the dark night's breeze without worries. The next day, the lion crossed the last town before the border, and the trees were reminded of their need to move. The heat in the air gave them energy, and they knew it was time. The cows, however, stood still in the dark night's vacuum without worries. The next day, the river water stood still as the lion began walking along the border, and the trees crossed promptly before the sun rose. The cows, however, stood still in the night's heat as the river began to shrink. The sun rose against the dark sky, and the cows died. 
the chair dreamed of the dinner and spoke to the feast. Here we are again. Another year has come and passed, and these people have once again united us. Indeed, we are. You're just as I had imagined you would be. I've kept you in my memory since last year's eve. Your sweet scent of love never leaves my heart. It is the sweet scent that allows me to return. It is the cook's love embedded in my soul. And when I am gone, my sweet scent fills all of the guests with joy and peace. The joy and peace that makes me want to carry them, even at my old age. I live for Christmas Eve, the laughing of children, the repeated stories, the prayers for the lost loved ones, and the spirit of love that fills the room. Last Christmas, she sat in me, and I carried her light soul, and I felt her love in every word. This year, she is missing, but her love has not been lost. I still feel it in me. I still hear her laugh shared with those of her siblings when they were still children, and I was still a tree, and I see it in you. You're right, she lives in me, in you, and all of the freshness of our world. Her love was served at breakfast among el queso, el pescado, en la birria, los frijoles, el arroz, la crema, las tortillas, and la fruta. It is embedded in me now. You can find the spirit of her love in this hot canela con tequila, the café con calúa, and in el chocolate. You can find it in la capilatada, and in el pan dulce, or in el pozole, y las tostadas served with col y rábanos. She's also in los tamales con crema, and the love of her niece unites with hers in the spinach dip and stuffed mushrooms. I thought I saw someone else's love in you. I've seen it in many places before. I just could not seem to remember whose it was. Parts of me have been moved over the years, and I find it hard to know where I am at times. But when I feel this love, I know I am with those whom I belong. I am with the family that has kept me alive as I have kept their stories alive. And when I hear the bluebird's song, I can remember them all. I carry the love of the family and the traditions of December, the eaves of their lives and the the passion with which they make me. As you carry their memories and their songs, I also carry the stories of the generations of cooks and the happiness and love you see now on the table. If you look at me, you will see the secrets to life. I see them every year, the moments they walk through the door. The whole year is a lonely one, but when they are here, it is as if they never left. Their spirits are hard to miss. I have never seen anything like them. Indeed, they are. Well, what about you, sweet chair? It has been so long. Any new stories to tell? The puzzle was finished today, the one the niece has been working on for two weeks. The children have been helping her since they arrived. And all the while, she has been watching, the spirit of blood, that is. She was so proud to see them all, to take a turn at putting the last piece in for the pictures. It was quite a scene to watch. Do you see it right there? I have not been made yet. She has arrived. I had not realized I had been dreaming until I heard the knock on the door. They arrived with more groceries. The preparations begin, and I will see the feast tonight. The niece walked in with her parents, and the children of the spirit of love accompanied them. 
they unpacked the groceries, and while the ladies meant their way to the kitchen, the gentleman took a seat. I had the pleasure of holding her brother's love in my seat as the bluebird sang outside the window, and he taught me how to laugh with his stories. This chair right here was made from that tree you all complained about. It was the prettiest tree on the land, and you wanted it to be removed so that you could have it easy. The branches would not stain your cars red if you knew how to drive. Now you all want to sit in it because it's the most comfortable chair in the house and because you say it makes you remember your childhood. We never should have cut down that tree, I tell you. It was our father's favorite. He even named it Jerome. It's a funny story. I cannot believe I remember it. One day... Guadalupe Castillo was born in Napa, California in 1993, a graduate of Vintage High School. Her intention is to live in a sustainable manner to preserve their world for future generations. Theme.